Hi there, I'm Katie Churchill, and welcome to another WCSU interview for WebcamStartup.com. Today, I'm joined by Ari Saunders, CEO of WebcamStartup.com. Hi, Ari. Hi, Katie. Thanks for having me on to your interview series that I know I, I publish <laughs> the pages for and stuff. <laughs> it's very unexpected to have you on here. I know, right? I bet everybody's caught off guard right now. <laughs> So, Ari, can you introduce yourself a little bit? Tell us who you are and a little bit about what you do, and then uh, we'll get started here. No, I can't. Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> hi, I'm Ari Saunders. I am the CEO of webcamstartup.com, wcsunews.com. I am also a sometimes cam girl, not much recently, but I'm coming back to it. There's things on the horizon. I also create content and I am very heavily on OnlyFans right now because I mean, everybody is. Cool. So how did you first get into the adult industry? So I got into the adult industry when I was freshly 18, three days after my birthday to be exact. I was working as an assistant manager at a Dunkin' Donuts at the time, and I was also still in high school at the time, and it was very hard living in New Jersey to find a place to make a decent wage while in high school and just juggling schoolwork and trying to find something that pays you more than you know, $8 an hour. And that's, oh my God, New Jersey minimum wage, way better than everywhere else. And even that is bad. But anyway, um, my boss, the owner of the store at the time and me had a complicated relationship where he had a wife, but he wanted to date me. Long story short, I decided that my talents would be better used elsewhere. And if someone was going to ogle me, that I should be paid way more than minimum wage. And so, drum roll please, I opened up my webcam three days after my birthday on Chatterbait, and it has been a parade of me just being a slut since then. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So um, you're involved in a lot of different parts of the industry, uh, both kind of on the, I don't want to say professional side, but on that kind of business to business side with webcam startup, as well as obviously as a performer. But what is your favorite part of the industry? That is a loaded question. It depends. <laughs> it really depends. Do I wake up feeling like I'm a hot goddess that day? Because definitely content creation then. And I want to be complimented for all of the wonderful, beautiful sexiness that I'm putting out. But some days, like today, I wake up and I feel like I am a potato that was newly sprung from the dirt in my backyard. And I just want to sit in front of my computer and read e emails and write. Like, it really depends. And that's why it's so wonderful to have my eggs in different baskets, because I have the ability to wake up in the morning and make that choice rather than being forced to feel sexy when I don't or being forced to feel whatever we're going to call the other one. I, I don't want to say intelligent because there's plenty of webmasters that are not super intelligent, but we'll say um, good at putting sentences together. <laughs> and what does it, what drew you to webcam startup? Because you originally joined it as a contributor and ended up becoming a partner in the site, and now you're the CEO. What originally drew you 
to writing for webcam startup and doing that kind of work? Definitely Nate Hammond's gigantic beard. No, 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 no. I'm just kidding. So I was working on IndieVille at the time, and this is when they were still in beta, like heavily in beta. And they were looking for people to write a review that would be published to webcam startup. And at the time, they didn't have a lot of people to choose from. And we emailed back and forth. So they knew that I was good at making sentences. And they connected me with Nate. And I started contributing there. And I was kind of bossy. I was like, hey, your social media presence, it sucks. Um, Let me do it for you. And he's like, all right, I'll pay you this much a month to do that. And it kind of escalated from there. And then I just, what is it when you take over a pirate ship? Do you know the word I'm trying to look for? I I, that's a mutiny. Yeah, yeah. I did a mutiny of webcam startup, but it's totally worth it. Everybody likes me way more, right? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I worked with Nate as well as you, and I think the site itself is great. Now, one of the things about webcam startup that makes it different is that it doesn't charge models a fee to access the information, but it also doesn't charge sites for advertising or to promote their PR or to do push out ads via emails. Um, Why was that something that was important to you to maintain? So I think it's important to provide free information for people that are looking to utilize it, especially since our content is our primary traffic is Google. Like these are people looking up these questions and genuinely concerned. And they're probably at a beginning point in their career where this is information that has never occurred to them. So to even look it up is a great step in the right direction. But then you have a lot of people that, like you said, do charge for this information. And if you're just trying to get your foot in the door, this is something you can't afford to be splurging on. This is something that everybody, once you get your foot in the door, you learn it. So why not put it out there for free? And we don't charge the sites to advertise either. One, because we're, we're a little sassy at Webcam Startup. I mean, we <laughs> can agree. We say some things that if we were paid to put their name there, it would probably be a little rude and they might never work with us again. So we work on an affiliate program, referral program basis so we can maintain the honesty and integrity that comes with our posts as well as only get paid based on our referrals and the success of the information that our models receive. Oh, okay. So you, you, I mean, I'm asking this as if I don't know, but (laughs) because obviously all of the contributors to webcam startup are paid. I'm paid for the news and interviews and the work that I do on the site. So you've monetized it by using model referrals. Yes, we use model referrals. And although we don't have every site under model referral on our website, because some sites simply don't offer a program, we try to cover everything we can in order to be comprehensive. I would say at this point, we definitely put the information and the priority of what's going on in the industry over the monetization value of what we're putting out. And that sometimes bites me in the ass. I feel so bad about it sometimes. Like, I just spent two hours covering this and I'm not even going to make any money on it. And part of that sucks, but part of it's also good knowing that in the future, someone can read this article or they can come across this and they're not going to be fooled by like the scam sites that are out there. They're not going to be confused about the features on a site. And 
I just always look back to like baby Ari, freshly 18 and just like, can somebody please help me? And there was no information out there. So when it sucks and when I don't feel like covering something for free, I'm like, uh, this could have helped baby Ari. And it's all traffic. It is all traffic. If they stay on the site and click around, maybe they'll come across a link that will pay me. Hopefully. <laughs> Go click around on the site, guys. <laughs> I personally love the fact that we get paid more by the sites if the models are more successful, which means, theoretically, that our information helped them. Um, there's something about that that just makes my little, like, pay it forward, help everyone, a rising tide lifts all boats. It just makes my little heart happy. It's great. And, and it's not a studio either, because studios, they'll no. set up and they take out of the model's cut to give you this information. We take out of the site cut, which if you know me, if you know Katie, we're all like, anarchy, take money from the sites. Ah! So to be able to do that and take from the site for basically not educating their own models is also kind of like a, a brilliant fuck you that makes me happy on the inside. Yeah. And I mean, if if you're listening and you're not really sure what a model referral program is, you're familiar with customer referrals. OnlyFans has a model referral program um, that a lot of models have been utilizing and becoming like OnlyFans coaches and things like that. Um, and they, the more success that their models that they've referred have, the more money they make. So we're on a similar thing with multiple sites. And a lot of those sites, the programs are open to anybody. So you could decide you want to refer your friends to a site and bam, you make some money. Um, I know I've done quite well with referring some of my friends to sites. Then when they have questions, they come and ask me. Use affiliate marketing and referral programs if you aren't already. Please. Yeah, absolutely. You're telling your friend that a site is really great and they should join it and you absolutely adore it. Send them your referral link. If you're not sure where to find it, look in the site support or email support, and they will tell you how to get a referral link, how to find a referral link, because it's in their best interest to have successful models bringing on their friends, because then you're invested in your friend's success, because first of all, they're your friend and you want to see them succeed. And second of all, because you want to make money off them. Let's be honest. Time for us to do like a referral and affiliate marketing guide because we both feel so passionately about oh, like yeah, definitely. It. Um, it's it's a really important source of income, and it's one of those wonderful sources of income that once you set it up, you don't have to really do anything. It just keeps rolling in, which is great if you can't work all the time. And we have content covering most of this stuff, but uh, I did a guide specifically for models recently, like a month ago. So I'll put a link to that when I create the post to this. (laughs) Perfect. I was going to say, and the link will be in the show notes. (laughs) (laughs) So your favorite part of the industry is having different aspects that you, you can work on at different times, depending on how you feel. What's your least favorite aspect of the industry? And it doesn't have to be like your least favorite service, but what is something about the industry that you don't like? I don't like that it's so oversaturated right now. And before you jump down my throat, you're like, oh, everybody's welcome in the industry. I don't like the turnover rate of those 
models, seeing people struggling to succeed and making connections with customers and then just leaving the industry. Ultimately, it's really sad watching models leave the industry, watching customers lose somebody that they connected with. And it creates long-term ripples in the industry because customers are then scared to connect with models in the future because what if they leave the industry? And a lot of models also get fearful, like what if my customer thinks I'm going to leave now I need to give them my whole soul and friendship. So they know I won't leave. I need to give them my personal phone number so they can hit me up. Like it's, I don't know the amount of people that entered the industry and then the amount of them that only last for like a month or two and then leave is just, it's sad. And I see a lot of them start up being in, you know, webcam startup. I, connect with a lot of them and I follow them on Twitter and I try to help them out and be there for them when they need a helping hand. And then just watching their accounts, never tweet again and go inactive. Just, I don't know. It bums me out. Uh, a few years ago, I went to a panel discussion about retention and turnover. And this was 2018, I think. So a few years ago before the kind of COVID boom, obviously. And they said that the average model who is brand new to the industry has never been involved before is three weeks. And that three months is considered a very successful, like hang on for, they were specifically talking in the context of studios without a studio. They found that their turnover was about every three weeks, but then with studio supports, it was three months and everybody was really impressed by the fact that they managed to take their average to three months. And I was sitting there going, three weeks? What? But, and especially when you're looking at subscription-based services, you're right. Increased turnover in the industry does really hurt us. And it's one of the reasons that a best practice in the industry is not to automatically rebuild, that they have to opt into rebuilding. Because there are so many models that start a subscription service and then drop off the face of the earth. And if people have auto rebuild on there, it just turns into a chargeback disaster. So I would say, yeah, that I understand that that's difficult and frustrating, even more so for you who make, who makes the connections through the site. And you probably see a lot more of that turnover than the rest of us do. It's sad when you see somebody come in and their guns ablaze and ready to get started and they have all of this energy and creativity that they're ready to share. And then to watch that fizzle out because they aren't getting the support that, you know, they at this point deserve. A lot of newer models are putting hours and hours of work into this and not seeing the the return from it, the monetary return, the fan base, just because of the amount of models and options there are out there. So if you're somebody who does want to get started in the industry, you need to come in and be prepared to dedicate, you know, three, four months of just consistency without a return in order to succeed. And it sucks to watch their little flame just get blown out by that. So, yeah. On that delightful note, let's switch (laughs) to something a little more fun. (laughs) Sorry, I'm just like a dark cloud all the time. No, it's a, you have a very different view on the industry because of your work through webcam startup and because you are in contact with so many brand new models. And I think, especially for me, I've lost touch a bit with the brand new models, even though I write content for them. Most of my friends have been in the industry for a few years at this point, and I'm no longer kind of 
I don't want to say swimming with the small fish because that sounds just so mean in a way, but I'm not in that group anymore. Most of the models that I know and that I'm friends with have been around for quite a while. And occasionally I meet somebody new and I love it uh, because I do. I love that. I don't want to say fresh meat enthusiasm, but the energy that some new models are coming in with these days and the level of skill and creativity that they're coming in with. Some of these models are coming in with technical skills and the artistry and creativity that I didn't hit until my fourth or fifth year in the industry. Well, you know what we're seeing right now, right? Gen Z is finally 18. Like they're all coming in. And this is a generation of performers that were raised entirely with computers and technology. Mm -hmm. And these are people that are now able to incorporate their lifetime experience of technology into their stuff. Like people are coming in with the ability to code. People are coming in with the ability to work in HTML and set up their own sites. And I see, I know it sucks to watch these people come in and then some go out, but the ones that are sticking in, like this is going to be revolutionary for the industry. I think we're going to see a lot of performer owned sites spring up soon. And we're going to see people putting their technological background and just their experiences in life into creating these amazing things in the industry. And I think it's going to be when the online industry finally takes over the physical industry. So I'm obviously looking forward to that as somebody in the online industry. Sorry, physical industry out there. When you're talking about physical industry, you mean traditional mainstream porn, right? Yeah, traditional mainstream porn, the studio setup, things like that. Um, things that require you to drive somewhere to put something in your your hoo-ha or to jack yourself off or whatever. <laughs> like, because that's not necessary anymore. And even professional porn stars know you work on a professional set these days for the exposure it gives you. And then you set up your own OnlyFans profile and you use that exposure to promote that. It's already happening kind of slowly. Um, I guess not as slowly now because of COVID and the physical industry was obviously a bit dampered by that. But it is happening. And now with the amount of models that are joining and are just accustomed to technology and never want to leave their house, because let's let's be honest, I'm at that awkward place in between Gen Z and millennial. I, I call myself a zillennial, but everyone zillennial and forward, we don't want to leave the house. <laughs> we, would never, we would never leave the house to go do that. So if we, if we can do it in our house, we're going to do it. And Gen Z is now taking over control of that. And they've got models joining and they are diddling themselves at home. And they would never dream of going to a professional setting. They would never even diddle themselves. They've got too much anxiety for that. They leave to go to Starbucks and that's it. So... <laughs> Oh, and to, and to get grocery delivery for their avocado toast, whether they want it to be like pickup, they go to the drive-thru, they put it in the back of their car, or they get it delivered to their house. They got to get their avocado toast. Don't forget about that. But anyway, point being, it's going to become an online entertainment industry because that's where the profit is. And it's cool to see all of these people who have all these online presences already start to do porn. I mean, like, People who are YouTubers have OnlyFans now, and it's only going to continue with people who are spending their entire lives online. So your brand at one point was quite like friendly girl next door, and you transitioned over time into more of a femdom, bratty goth, findom aspect. 
Was that an intentional transfer or did that just kind of happen over time? So the, do you want the, the fun answer that I tell people? Oh, I love, I absolutely love degrading men. No. So over time, um, it's, as we mentioned, it's oversaturated and customers fear that they're going to lose the models they like. And I know I'm going to be here forever. And if it's up to me, as long as porn doesn't become illegal, I'm going to retire in this industry. So a lot of it has to do with customers being too needy and me not caring because I know I'm going to be here forever. So just being like, uh, well, you're not going to waste my time now. I'm not going to be super friendly to you. So you think I'm going to be around forever. I already know I am. So, uh, I'm not going to say like it was fuck you pay me, but it was kind of like fuck you pay me. You know, my time is valuable and I'm not going to put in extra hours for you to like trust in me. And I'm not like the community oriented type of like cam girl adult performer. I'm not somebody who's like, oh, we're best friends. And I thought that was the only kind of cam girl you could be when I first started. And that is definitely not. You can clock in and clock out. And I think that is so important to do. And then just realizing that and realizing I I could get paid money to be a bitch and I'm really good at it was also another big key part of me incorporating that into it. And I've always been like, all right, so I'm bisexual. So I've always been a top with women and a bottom with men. And I realized, finally, I can play with this power dynamic online and I can be a top for men in an environment that isn't as scary because it's not in my bedroom and I don't have to, like, think about it as much later. It's something that they want. I know they want it. It's not really experimental on their end. So I was able to dive more into my sexuality. And it turns out that sexually I enjoy being a huge bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) So either femdom or not, what are the most popular fetishes that you get asked for? And what is your favorite fetish? So my most popular fetish I'm asked for, well, ever since I tweeted about fartqueens.com yesterday, it's been farts. <laughs> but <laughs> Fartqueens.com, join now. By the time this interview goes out, it will be live. <laughs> Katie started an awesome fart fetish site, but this is my interview. But should I interview you about fart queens? I think Maybe. I think you should just interview me the same way that I interview everybody. I think it would be weird. It'd be like a little turntable. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so on. <laughs> fetish I'm asked for most often. Oh man. It's like, I don't remember the ones I'm asked for most often because a lot of them like that stand out to me are so one and done, but I guess impregnation is a pretty popular fetish with me. I don't know if it's because like people think I would be really cute pregnant. People want to have a child with me or it's because I've gained a little weight over the past few years. And it's like, Oh, you know, (laughs) she could be a little pregnant just a little bit. Um, Nobody saw the hand gesture I just did, but I did the just a little bit sign for clarification. And then my favorite fetish is probably the vampire fetish because 
it's weird that it's a fetish to me because you just get to do whatever you would normally do, but with vampire teeth in and you can do colored contacts and it's so fun, but it always sells really well for me. And the fact that I am super goth and like bats and literally have like a weird bat, sad crying lady tattoo on my arm. It really pushes that vampire fetish to the next level. And I'm basically a vampire in real life. So I just don't drink blood vampire fetish tell me more so is it just about the outfit and like the prosthetics whether it's contacts or teeth is it just about that and everything else or do you also have to do like a background do you have to really play the vampire biting blood aspect of it tell me more about the vampire fetish please I'm fascinated (laughs) so my typical vampire Fetish attire is the teeth, which there's a really, really great pair of teeth you can get that molds your teeth that are awesome and don't fall out. I will put the link somewhere in here or something like that. I don't remember what they're called, but you can get them on Amazon and they're great. And sometimes I'll do the red colored contacts as well. But basically my version of the vampire fetish is I do your typical porn video, but I'm a vampire. My most popular vampire fetish video was my girlfriend is a vampire and she's talking to her boyfriend. She's been feeling strange recently. She went to the club and somebody bit her on the neck and then she reveals, she moves her hand and boom, vampire teeth. And then she gives him a blowjob, and that was it. And people love it. People love the vampire fetish. I don't know what it is. You just do born, but as a vampire. And I love that because I'm 300 videos deep into my porn career at this point. And Not to say I'm running out of ideas because I can do tons and tons of different fetishes and stuff. But to be able to return to some of my favorite videos I've made, do them as a vampire and capture a whole new audience is super awesome. And for those days I'm not feeling creative, I can just look at an old video and be like, all right, let's put in some fangs and bust this out. That is amazing. Do you do any other kinds of costume or role play type videos other than vampire? All the time. So if you don't know me, you're probably listening to this interview if you don't know me. So sorry in advance for speaking like everybody knows me because I'm so wonderful and popular. (laughs) But um, I do a Halloween event pretty much every year. I think this past year was the first year I actually took off because it's overwhelming and people don't love Halloween as much as I do apparently. Oh, I understand that feeling. (laughs) I do Halloween every single year pretty much since I started in the industry. So I've done role plays and costumes. Um, I think my second most popular outside of vampire would be witch. And there's just tons of different costumes I've put on. I do cosplaying sometimes. I've done Like, if you watched Danny Phantom, I did Sam Manson from that show. Um, So, yeah, I do love – I play dress up a lot. It's my favorite time of the year. The season changes. The leaves are falling. I'm wearing ridiculous costumes and filming porn in it, and it is just right. All is right in the world. Halloween is very popular in, like, the cam girl independent clip world. I think we found all of the Halloween lovers and just stuck us all in one industry – Because the month of October is just the coolest time to browse through models like Instagrams, Twitter, look at their many vids, watch their video previews. I've even bought a whole bunch of Halloween themed porn just because I thought it was so interesting and creative. 
and I claim it's for research, so it's fine. It's fine. My accountant said it's fine. Well, it's the time of year where people who are scared to do cosplay or costumes or things like that throughout the year can finally experiment with it, and they have an excuse. It's Halloween. So even if it doesn't take off like they want it to, they're like, it was fun, and it was a holiday-themed thing, and I can bring it back year-round. Are there any fetishes or cosplays or role plays that you've always wanted to do, but you haven't had the chance to yet? I mean, there's tons, tons and tons. So I enjoy anime quite a bit. I watch a lot of anime and I am not good with a sewing machine. I cannot make these costumes myself. They're like $100 to get them, but I want to do all of them. I want to do Esdeath from Akame Ga Kill. I want to do... Mikasa from Attack on Titan. I mean, I want to do gender bends of like every hot main character in an anime ever, but I don't have the funds to do it. And I definitely need to put some time into learning how to uh, sew and create costumes myself if I'm going to make more content like that, which I want to in the future, but it's like, who has the time? I know every time I look at cam girls or clip models who specialize in cosplay stuff my brain either starts thinking about how much time it would take them to sew and craft everything or how much money it would have cost to get the costume and a lot of times we can't just buy a costume off the rack because they don't exactly make them with like an open crotch or an easy way to get your boobs out yeah, you got to modify them. Even if you buy a pre-made costume, you got to put some work into it. And especially for chubbier babes like myself, if I want it to be form-fitting and show off my big bazoongas and also be cinched at the waist a little bit, I got to put some time into that because I got to order like an extra large and then do some modifications to the back, pair a corset with it or something so it actually looks sexy and not like I'm in a frock. Yep. And if you're really unlucky, you will spend 12 hours assembling a costume and then realize that you didn't stretch the bodysuit while you were attaching everything. And so now it will no longer stretch and therefore no longer fits you. Ask me about my 12 hours spent making a poison ivy costume that doesn't fit. (laughs) No. Yep. Yep. I forgot and I glued it while it was unstretched. So it doesn't even fit me vertically. So I can't even pretend I gained weight. So a lot of cosplay though (laughs) that I've done has been me doing kind of a knockoff version of it. So you take their colors, you take the things that inspire their outfits, and then you buy pieces that you can put together that you know will fit you and make Mm -hmm. it horny because A lot of the people that are going to view this content, they aren't looking for true authenticity. If they were looking for that, they'd probably go on like, you know, Patreon or somebody that cosplays professionally and just does lewds in it. If you're somebody who's making porn videos, like you got to remember, you're not a movie producer. You, You don't have the budget that the goddamn Avengers have. You work with what you can get, what will fit you and what will work best for what you're looking to film. So if that means that you're taking inspiration from it and just acting, taking on the persona and stuff like that, that's totally fine and acceptable. And as long as you're clear about it in your descriptions, it works. Like all of my cosplays up to this point have been me just making my own costumes out of little pieces inspired by the characters. That's what I did since then uh, with my successful Misty cosplays from Pokemon because 
the poison ivy one broke me. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it was gonna look so good. <laughs> but I made a rookie error and forgot about stretch. Why do all of my friends dress as poison ivy and I dress as Harley Quinn? I feel like uh, there because has to be a reason. Because we're meant to be together. Obviously. Me and Katie are secretly in love. You guys just don't know about it yet. I mean, I considering considering you top women and I always bottom for women, but top for men. I mean, I even you- died I even dyed my hair black to look like you. I was like, that right there, either we're meant to be together or you're trying to become me, one or the other. <laughs> Maybe I'm trying to become you. Maybe we're going to do say, that cool You're thing. the one who started out submissive to men and now you top them, so maybe you're trying to become me. Yeah, know. maybe we're going to just do like an awesome merge together and become one person. <gasps> if we can keep my ass and your tits. Oh, my God. That can was- you imagine? I, I can't. The world would implode. We would be number one on Pornhub. Although, when you deepfake merged us, it, it wasn't was, cute. It was a little terrifying. I did do a merge with me and Katie, and it looked a little alien. Partly, though, that's because I am incredibly pale, and you discovered that you are not as pale as you thought. I thought I was pale. You How looked fully like California girl tan circa 1999, AKA orange, but that's only because I'm actually translucent and use white mixers in the lightest shade of foundation because I am a ghost. So me and Katie are going to go to an event together in the future, just so that I can have a picture next to somebody that I'm actually tanner than. So just before we wrap up here, have you been working on any new projects? Have you just launched something? Are you about to launch something? Do you have any secret projects underway that you're ready to leak a little information about? I actually am currently working on getting my own dedicated clip store set up. It's arisaunders.com. That used to just be my main homepage for my links and information about me. But now you can also buy clips directly from me on there. You can tip me on there. And the bonus is that I keep around 90% of what I make on there. So rather oh. than... Yeah. So you, you've run your own payment processing then. Like you've got your own merchant account. Yes, I have my own merchant account and it's basically all my content. You create an account on there. You're able to download the stuff that you buy forever. You can log into your account at any time. I will be giving members special deals and stuff like that. And you can even make an account over there if you don't plan on buying something right now. Um, If you use the code new customer, you get 25% off your first purchase. There's already around, I think, 70 videos uploaded. I've only got like... 200 (laughs) (laughs) but there's plenty of stuff up on there already if you want to check it out it's been super fun to set up and i'm already getting sales daily on there so i'm like screw being on a clip site especially one that doesn't let you watermark things i'm not gonna say who did that but um (laughs) that's fantastic that's really exciting it is super exciting and it's been kind of a pain to set up but at the end of the day I know it's going to be so worth it to have a home base and I don't have to worry about you know a site going down there being like technical errors whatever and obviously the high percentage is worth it and also you don't have to worry about a site losing credit card processing for months on end (laughs) we're just going to come for all the sites in my outro I mean we might (laughs) it's it's me you've You've given me a forum and you let me edit it. So I'm going to keep all the sass towards the sites in. 
Oh man, should uh, you didn't make enough questions for sassiness. I didn't that's, know that's the direction we were going in. No, these are very professional. These are me on my most professional behavior. It is extremely difficult. We're gonna get offline and we are gonna shit talk the absolute <laughs> hell out of dot dot dot. My dog barked to censor me. <laughs> So, Ari, if someone would like to see more of Ari Saunders, where would you like to be found? AriSaunders.com and Twitter, Ari Saunders, Instagram, Ari Saunders. Just if you Google Ari Saunders, it, you will find everything that has to do with me. Bonus points if you Google Ari Saunders porn, because then you're probably going to find my free porn. And then that's even better for you. <laughs> well, there you go. Ari, thank you so much for coming to speak with me today. Thank you for having me on and coming to our content meeting in nine minutes after this. It's been wonderful talking to you, and I can't wait to talk to you for another two hours after this. <laughs> well, it's perfect timing for us to sign off then. I'm Katie Churchill, and this has been another WCSU interview for webcamstartup.com. Thanks for listening.